0: Hey, y'all, you are with your host, Rebecca Ann, healer, priestess, and generational multimillionaire. And this is Healer Unleashed, a safe space where healers from around the world gather to share their story, gifts, and wisdom. We open the space fully protected and held in the love. Let the healing begin. Today, we have our beautiful guest and soul sister of mine, Denise, who is a chavancita, natural-born healer, an energy worker, vibrational sound therapist, and multidimensional guide. And Denise, we have a beautiful journey. We've, been, we've known each other for, what, a year and a half now? Yeah, and we've been journeying together for like a year and a half. Um, I was a part of a mastermind and she was the healer and Andy loves We Will Rise Mastermind. And for the past year, she's just helped me open up so much more to my gift, gifting and to attune me to my natural vibration. And she's played a big role in that. And her energy is so juicy, so um, beautiful and soft and loving and encompassing, but also has strength behind it. And it really inspires me. So I'm so excited to announce today or to bring y'all today, Denise. She's amazing. Denise, say hello. What's going on?
1: (laughs) Hi, good morning, Rebecca. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. It's it's an honor to join you on the launch of your new podcast, Healer Unleashed. (laughs) uh, Yeah, a year and a half, and then here we are. Mm. right yeah and leave yes yeah like
0: going through all the things all the integration it's been fun it's been so it's been fun it's been real y'all it's um the journey is so up and down oh my gosh so so many things right and I just kind of want to hop on in and really hear from denise and like hear about your journey to becoming a healer unleashed you know you're a vibrational sound therapist energy worker multi-dimensional guide shaman sita like what does this mean like take us into a glimpse of you your journey the messiness the light, everything we want to know all the things Honestly, listen i had to kind of put it in um
1: chronological order sort of speak because of the whole multi-dimensionality of it mm-hmm. I wanted to yeah. kind of make it like yes part of my part of my life and my incarnation here you know because yeah. there are so many other elements that I probably won't like tap into so much but
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: um now that we I have this opportunity to unleash my healer like you know I think I was writing notes, and I was like, you know, let me tell you, I was born pretty unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just um, <laughs> yes. prior to coming into this world, like, you know, like now my mom is telling me stories. I communicated my name through a shaman wow. that would put my, you know, that would put my name, to give my name to my mom and then she's all like, oh, she wants her name to be Montserrat. And so Monserrat is this lady, the patron of birth, of labor, right? And so I knew, like, I came with a very thin veil. Mm. It's almost like I just had, I already knew of my connection with spirit, and I had to keep it at a very young age, sacred and to myself, because I knew that it wasn't like, you know, the norm for most kids to run around with a with a friend that, you know, for them is Jesus. And yeah. And then not only that, but you know, like I, I saw different things. I saw auras. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, when I knew that other kids didn't see the same and how sheltered I was because of this, of these gifts, right. My parents saw. So growing up, I was going anywhere between like regular Sunday masses to shaman spiritual gathering and healing wow Wow. I come from this lineage of um of a very matriarchal society Mm -hmm. you know where my my grandma had all these girls eight girls and then those girls my grandma had seven Mm -hmm. and so then I grew up with a large tribe of women that just like really instilled in me you know, just natural remedies, ways to heal each other because you know, we I grew up in um in Mexico City, a very um outskirt place where you know we were starting from literally the ground up. Wow. And um so learning how to do like sobaduras, that's like very common in Mexico. Yeah. So are these um just rubbing the back and finding the separation between vertebrates so that you can adjust it. But I had no idea, you know, that now come to modern world, it's chiropractic care. Yeah, right? Right? How young were you doing that? Or what age do you think? I was learning, really observing, you know, the the elders doing it. Um, And maybe like, you know, six, seven, eight. Wow. It was like this rub in the mid-back to the lower spine. And they would find it. They would pull it and then rub all these, you know, ointments that they would create. And then all of a sudden the kids didn't have, um, you know, they didn't have a runny stomach or their belly stopped hurting. Wow. Number of things. So then that's how I grew up, you know, just going through these sites where we were learning how to recall souls. mm, A baby fell asleep under a cave. Right. So. Wow. I, my eyes were open to, you know, big things when I was when I was a baby. Or when I was a baby, when I was a little
0: kid. Like, wow, yeah, really? so You were born in a family very much open to it and helps you open up and foster this healer. Yeah, definitely, healing. yeah. And then, you know, a hybrid
1: over here of, of, of a dad that was just so ingrained in the Mayan culture, decoding all the messages. Then they told me I was an indigo child. Yes! <laughs> and so... But then I and I was sheltered because then they were afraid to let me kind of go out into the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: then that brought me into my shadow aspect of, you know, being a shamancita. Because in teenage years, I was like, I'm going to give myself permission to be a rebel. Yeah. You know, and just let me see what all these feelings are. Let me really dive in. Because one, I was pretty much, you know, just kind of like sheltered, So I had a lot of time for introspection and Mm -hmm. at the same time I was this kid playing in a in a mother's kind of like role because at nine I would come to the states and I took care of all the kids while all the parents
0: um, worked. It's a lot of responsibility.
1: So you know just being left from the time we leave school to the next day that the parents are there. Yeah. I had to put kids to bed, like if they were sick, you know, I had to kind of step up to that. Yeah. that's I I started differentiating, you know, how sensitive I was to energy Mm. and how to, um, how to use it to like strengthen me because I'm like, well, I'm young. I'm sure I'm going to live all these years. So I have, like, I was already tired and I was (laughs) coming into barely like, you know, teenage years. Yeah, yeah. um, But then I would, you know, just assist everyone, like my community, because I was the oldest. I had to take over also the responsibility of maybe a future role in the matriarch, you know, in my my family. Because I'm the oldest, I have these responsibilities. So I had to like really step it up. I had like no room really to... To vacillate, you know, I needed to understand the messages and understand them clearly. So then I started playing with magic, you know, in the midst of my shadow, I start playing with magic and, oh boy, do I learn the importance of casting spells and being true to your word. Yeah. You know, the consequences that come from that, like sometimes they're inexplicable and you're like, oh yeah, well, that was a coincidence, but I knew where they were coming from.
0: Wow. So you were quickly learning energy and you were quick, quickly also learning like you have to be, you have to protect yourself, I bet, and all of that. You have to be fierce okay. with your protection, fierce yes. with your boundaries. Um, yeah. Cause it can get, I, I get what you're saying. It can get kind of finickier. You start playing with energy and you have to really be able to di- differentiate between that, that light, good feeling, and maybe that not so good feeling
1: and in the midst of all of this you know in a very other spiritual realm i was vacillating between like catholic church like yeah. all the different religions and traditions that were making me question like but behind it all there was always that basis that secure energy of jesus that allowed me to be or see how he was a very non-judgmental observer yet he was watching me yeah. So I started, you know, feeling confident that I was guided. I was here for a reason. I already had this feeling that there was like an array of like guides that were telling me like, Hey, hey, go here, do this. But I was also starting to feel like, what if in the middle of all of this shadow work, yeah, I built this psychosis that maybe it was bad religious wise, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: that's what happened. Yeah. And then, oh man, you know, then I had yeah. to deal really straight up with uh with repenting and shame and all of that. What I never prayed, you know, yeah, to a priest or went through a priest, but it was all in my consciousness and it was so strong. And I had like again, like little to no veils. So things were very raw. Yeah. In the midst of it all, you know, my the my mom and my dad's family was going through like emotional physical abuse Mm. that does something to a girl you know it does she comes to me as a confidant you know I'm the oldest so then I have to learn how to navigate this and my mom then on Tara on top has postpartum depression so then I'm a full-time mom now with my sister oh my gosh Denise and so then I was like, Oh, well, this is great. Like, I had to figure out how to also be a kid on the side and really enjoy it. Yeah, I was mo- living this like multi dimensional life on yeah. so wow. many levels. Also, I was astral planing and shape shifting, so I had
0: no idea
1: <laughs> wow. how that was gonna pan out later. I was like, I can't talk about this, Like I'll be put in a Lock
0: room, you know. Right, uh, you know, because I actually, I be, I come from the Catholic religion too. That's I was born and raised in a very Catholic family, Catholic schools, very much um, that kind of religion, and I so resonate with you in that you start to question, you start to wonder, right? That shadow side good, bad, what is right, what is wrong, what do I believe, and yeah, you start to repent, and you're wondering, like, is this, am am I right, Is what am I feeling, is it good, is it bad? I'm so with you. I've so (laughs) felt those things before. Yeah. And then the responsibility. The responsibility is a lot that you're talking about holding with your mom and her going through her own things, and it's like you held a lot for your family.
1: Yeah. Well, then, you know, to be fair again, because I have such a large family, I, I developed a really strong bond in sisterhood with my aunts. Mm. yeah, Who would take turns, you know, to hear me out. They would take turns to hold space for my mom at the same time. And yeah. we, we began doing like powwows. <laughs> <laughs> and at first they were very... Um, it was just something that was very cathartic as a family because too many women, you know, sharing their emotions, their feelings, and it's not contained, <laughs> you know? Yes. So yeah. they, we learned just how to, like, move quickly through, not quickly, but, like, get our feelings out, everybody. Yeah. Say our peace and learn how to navigate forward because we wanted to still be in each other's energy, and we knew that that was, like, there was no... Oh, we're gonna leave this family, we're never gonna be here, you know? There was right. no leaving family, not in a Mexican traditional family.
0: You don't leave. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then we were
1: like, okay, how are we gonna make this happen? Cause at one point the 17 of us were living in one house here in the States. Wow. Wow. So many lessons here. Like So all of that, then I was healing everybody. <laughs> wow in the house you know and i was started doing because of that whole shadowy work i really allowed myself to play with like oracle and um giving them some um some sharing with them some of my gifts you know so then i would do readings for them we would do just um different rituals for different things that we wanted to call into our life yeah and I, we were so happy because we were just like in this like unit you know even though the outside world was so scary because I believed that, you know, somebody was going to come and like kidnap me because of all of my gifts.
0: Wow. So you had fear. You There was fear there. Wow. Terrified. You know,
1: so wow. I lived with this dual life of just like extreme fear, like terror and extreme love. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I knew kind of like the two. So then as I get older, I started developing this like, like I said, the psychosis is like bipolarity, like in mixed with like schizophrenia, because everything was just so much.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know, for someone to digest all of that. Yeah, because the energy, it, it's the energy, right? I, I, you know, when my, I have. I really resonate with that Denise because my sister who's now passed but she was also an indigo child very very sensitive we would be in church and she would see saints and she would see things that we couldn't and um, it was you know she thought she was different and she got diagnosed with bipolar um, Mm -hmm. also and was put on medication it's a very yeah it's yeah that duality right and how these indigo children are very sensitive people can be thought of weird or different or like something is wrong with them, but really just highly sensitive beings who are here to create epic change yeah, this earth, right? So I really resonate with that,
1: yeah. And so all of those messages, you know, then at a early, like, 20s, I started getting not personal channelings of the Pleiadians, but everywhere I would look, it was like, this message is from the Pleiadians. And the Pleiadians, if a lot of people don't know, it's a constellation, you know? So then I thought, like, how? How am I getting these messages on top of it? Like, how God, the universe, do you think that I'm capable of all of this? Yeah, of sustaining all of this information. Like, I was pissed sometimes. I yeah. was, I would vacillate between being pissed, being like. No, I didn't choose this.
0: Right? <laughs> Bargaining. <laughs> right? It's like, so real. Like, the, like, you do, you get angry or you'll be like, oh my God, like, seri- like, you really think I can hold all this shit? Like, come on. Like, really? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it.
1: So on top of it all, I was like, okay, so this yeah. energy—it's really different, you know. And I already knew that there was this acceleration of time because of the—I learned to decode my encodes with my father. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, well, this shit's going fast, really quick. Yeah. And um, so fast forward 2012, I—I I was petrified. I thought the world was as we knew it was ending and it gave me like a sense of deep grief so basically what we're going through now yeah i went through in 2012 <laughs> deep grief rebecca like because at first and my connection in order for me to fall out of that shadow space it was really to be grounded to yeah. be connected to the earth and to build a relationship with her on a deeper level that would allow me to explain a lot of the things that weren't unsplainable and not even to explain them, but just to feel them. Yes. To integrate them.
0: So are you talking about connecting with mother earth?
1: Yeah. Okay. Connecting with mother earth. So then that became my thing. I was like, I'm getting channelings from above, but like I want to either stay here or, or learn how to do both. Yes. And like in a way that I craved internal peace you know, that was my thing. I was like, internal peace, world peace. Because on top of that, I had this idea that I solely had this responsibility to come and help the world.
0: Mm. <laughs> because I was
1: like, how? How am I going to do this? Yeah, that's heavy.
0: That's a lot. And a lot.
1: Yeah. Until like, you know, I came to a gathering of um, in, Mex- in the border of Mexico, um, women, wild women gatherings. <laughs> Yeah, where I could just release all that, where I could learn to embrace who I was in this weirdness, because a lot of them were really weird too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes, and so happy for the first time in a long while just dancing around the fire mm. and just, you know, really learning to alchemize yes, all of those fears and send
0: them off and then howling to the moon. Yes. This part and feels then- so much lighter. I, when you're talking about it, I'm feeling like a lightness come in too. Like you're talking about alchemizing and you learned like you're not alone. You, I don't know. You, you learn how to like It feels lighter. Am I? Is this? I feel like I'm being celebrated
1: now because I stuck through it. You know, no matter what, I had this belief that I had to hold on to my faith. Yeah, my faith sometimes would just rest alone in Jesus. Mm. You know, but that opened up way like lots and lots of portals—angel portals, fairy portals, master portals—like all of these connections to all this non-physical energy that could allow me to not just hold the energy within me, but share it. And then they started telling me like, delegate things to us. And I was like, okay. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But like, okay. Cause I was used to doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, hey, cool. How are you going to do this? So at one point I just got like really happy, very like, like everything was like positive. brain, was like, ah, oh, I was so excited, you know? Yeah. That's a different level of understanding. It's like I was coming through this bridge. Mm. Oh, and I was like learning how to enjoy it in the midst of it all. I was a young mom myself. Yeah. And that took me on another little rabbit hole with um, holistic medicine, giving my son the best organic Food, practice that I could so that he didn't have to grow up, I guess, I thought sick and sometimes. My yeah. mind would up with me, you know, like, so he doesn't get to be sick like me. And I was like, no, just so he learned how to be his own person from this little stage mm. and how to sustain that for himself because another one of my fears as a mom was like, what if I ever, like, just pass, you know, to decide yeah. to go like, how is my son gonna know all of this? So then I was kind of obsessed. And so then I taught all of this information to my son. Wow. <laughs> like I wanted just to pass it down, whether he understood it or not. That was my focus. Learning and sharing all the information with him and my daughter do- and my son and my sister. But that wow. time it was like my daughter. So yeah. all of the information would go to them. I would sit them and put them in a little class. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. So <laughs> to
2: meditate,
1: to learn how to like chill out, because we were all so ragey. Wow. You know? We were also so ragey, So then we, it was like polarities were very extreme for me. Right. And just through the gathering of women, I learned, you know, to fine tune my modalities because there was something that I already had, but just to fine tune them, like understanding Reiki or yeah. the first time I gave myself permission to meditate, it took me on a beautiful, like cosmic, astral, traveling projection type of uh, experience that just really reinforced what I was here to do. Yeah. You know, and so just that alone, like really impacted me as a healer, as an energy worker, because everything, all the loose ends were starting to make, you know, to be tied yeah. together. I feel that it makes sense. Yeah. I had to really on a regular basis process it to see how it was making sense. And then I started gridding a lot. I started gridding because the way I would see it in my mind, I would grid with the using of crystals and activating the sacred geometry that my dad would like, you know, drill into me. Like, this sacred geometry means this, this sacred geometry means that. And you use. So I was like, okay, now the use of sacred geometry, Father. You've passed, you transitioned to. Thank you for helping me. Yes. But he helped me, you know, with the understanding and the because it was a lot to understand in a little bit of time. So it yeah. took me the two yeah. decades of my father just hearing him, reeling it in over and over so that it started making sense. So then grids became but oh,
0: like, what part was he gritting in? Was he Are you talking about the geometry and the different um, the way you place crystals or? which part? No For him, it was like gritting, like
1: he would put himself in, say like a Merkaba, you know. Yeah So wow. he would put out uh, the the star, and then in his gritting, according to like, you know, the, his ancient knowledge of Mayans, he would immerse himself in this grid so then he could like in his dreams or in his dreams say when he wasn't so resistant he could just travel and then communicate with like extraterrestrial beings. like these are stories you know wow, he's, telling wow. Us, like, he's communicating he's going to other galaxies he's going to and then the way that he would tell his stories were just so vivid it would literally take you there yeah. because he had, then he would bring back information.
0: Wow. You know?
1: And for him, it would put him then in this other mindset of like, um, ¿cómo se dice? Conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, that starts to lead down a rabbit hole.
1: Yes. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I did at times, but I didn't want to go there because, again, I didn't want to continue feeling that fear. So part of my journey also as a healer was to heal myself of all of these feelings that were just tormenting me and sometimes making me question whether I really wanted to be on this plane, honestly.
0: Wow, that's real. I want to take a moment and honor that because as healers, I feel like a lot of us insensitive beings, empaths, whatever, a lot of us listening feel that way. It makes us question sometimes, do we even want to do this? Like, do we even want to bring this um, to earth? You know, because we, you have your wisdom, I have my wisdom. Do we really want to bring it and awaken it? Because it holds, yes, a lot of light and beautifulness, but like you said, that darkness, that heaviness, that fear, will people understand me? Do people think I'm weird? Like, Do I even want to do this? It's so much. Like, I really
1: honor that, Denise. And then it was so contradictory sometimes, you know, because these same people that I grew up with, that grew up knowing my gifts, suddenly at a, you know, on a later age in life where I have more reign over the family, I think people are kind of coming to me more for assistance than some of the the aunts. Then I was too much of a know-it-all. You know, and so then it became this conflict of like now I'm annoyed all, you know, and now I'm annoying because I'm not sharing so much just my dark side, but I'm showing you guys how to come out into the light. And yes, it is annoying. Like I am, it was annoying for me too, sometimes to be like here, are my mentor that I had, you know, um, Abraham Hicks. Sometimes it was annoying as fuck to you're like, what do you mean it's all about, like, changing my vibration? <laughs> I was like, you live in this body. <laughs> so my family was feeling the same way about me.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is so you know? real. Yeah.
1: It was like that molding and that fighting. And so, again, that the questioning, I don't think it really stops. Because,
0: honestly, yeah. sometimes I question it. I question, I, I question it all the time. I question.
1: I try not to, you know? Yeah. past years has been, has been good. Like, then I dove into to doing Reiki on my own, my, for my own practice, and, and then I still worked at the hospital, because then that's the route I decided to take career-wise. Yes, you became a nurse. Correct. You were. become a nurse. For yeah. the same reasons, you know, having wanting the ability to assist patients, help them with their... Mostly for me, it was, like, in the, in the surgery room because I really could see energy in such a way that the patterning of it all would, like, really excite me. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, but this is not something that felt settled, you know? My energy didn't feel settled there.
0: Right. So, so you became I a nerd that. And mm-hmm. it felt good. But then you were like, mm,
1: but there's something more here. Like- well, yeah, because then I would talk to the, my coworkers about crystals and oils and Reiki. And so then I started becoming, you know, as both at the hospital, then all of a sudden it wasn't so much weird, but, you know, my, my colleagues were like respecting the fact that they saw the shift within me. Mm-hmm. They saw me starting off really neurotic and battling, going through all the tools, all the modalities, all the, you know, all the exercises for me to really come into peace with this bipolar, bipolar depression that I was suffering from, you know, because wow. then
0: it became chronic. Wow. Okay. So you were a nurse battling with some depression, but also gifting and you were using, it sounds like modalities like Reiki and oils and holistic healing to help yourself. Right. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So then it was like, you know, both ways. Gotcha. So that's what helped develop a lot of it too. I guess once you were helping yourself, I guess you learned a lot. Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah. And, you know, I started recognizing more and more this vibration that I was sustaining when I was doing my my work first, then coming in to both my patients or my worker, you know, at work, because I would then start clearing the energy at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were alchemizing alchemizing Alchemizing. and learning how to sustain my own energy to then you know continue assisting and stay in this vibration of satisfaction and joy because then i I was craving it i was you know i was like this is i hadn't learned how to live like this so then now this was new to me wow um, getting assistance from mentors like abraham and then andy and then gabby you know where things started making sense in a like worldwide like plane you know because also my English got better you know I I started speaking you know more fluently and that's what I wanted too that was one of my main goals to be able to to yeah. talk without stuttering or without so much of an axe. So there was a lot in my healing process that I thought, Dane, I really chose to come into this plane with all of these things so that I can yeah. learn all the modalities to heal on many levels and treat the body as a holistic unit.
0: Yeah. I really love how you talk about that because that's really your work today in the present moment is really about that vibration sound therapy and, you know, Shaman Sita and like all these multidimensional guide. Like, um, we have like a minute or two left for you until we go into our live healing. So just kind of telling people where you are now, like what, what kind of gifts you're sharing now, like what feels good to you now,
1: well, the vibrational work, you know, the vibrational sound therapy is just something that again, helps me sustain that frequency, um, working with the tuning force which we're going to be, um, using during our healing, Yes. you know, just using the frequencies to elevate the body into a state of relaxation and, um, just to, you know, just relax just a really state state of relaxation so that the body can naturally do its own healing mm-hmm. allowing the frequency yeah. to travel where it needs to to do its own thing because our bodies are powerful they heal themselves
2: yes, yes. and i love uh, that we're
1: here uh, assisting them through that journey so that um yeah. so that they can feel more at ease in that space and um mm-hmm. so we can guide them to this you know and then in the same uh, healing, taking them through the multi-dimensions allows them to really tap into this vibrational state that once you tap into it, you crave it. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that, like, um, now in, learn, in Kundalini, I'm learning self-initiation. Mm, yeah. You know, once you feel, like, how good it feels, then it's like, oh, I want more of that. So that's what I'm doing now, tuning, fine-tuning the world, one Yes. Beautiful soul at a time, raising the frequency, yes. alchemizing. Yes. Alchemizing.
0: Yes. And I just love your journey talking about the light and the dark sides of it, right? A lot of us healers, we go through that dark side of it. I know I've had my um, dark side of it where we're like, oh my God, so much. But it's, you know, you've come out on the other side and you learn how to alchemize and you learn how to hone on your gifts and use vibration and sounds to help heal people and put people in that natural state in their body so they can heal. Yeah. love what you said, like our bodies know what to do to heal. You know, healers, we just help you to get there or achieve that in
1: different ways. And the frequency allows the body to enter that, left, that state of relaxation where you don't even yeah. have to do anything. Yeah. It does it because what pulls it back is the resistance, you know, is that yeah. stagnant energy that we carry through our biofield, our electromagnetic field. So then I'm sweeping it up, yes. activating maybe some emotions, some memories, some feelings that just need to be cleared out and alchemized. Yeah. So then the using of tuning forks is really for that, it's really to activate certain frequencies to ground ourselves back into the physical realm and then learn to navigate this like matrix like three-dimensional world that we're in into the fourth dimension that is like dreamlike state is resistance free is that transition into this fifty living where we are learning to alchemize it and live with it yes in a more elevated uh, conscious way
0: exactly exactly and i love how and and y'all she keeps talking about the tuning forks and our healing you may hear them um you're going to hear these tuning forks um and they're literally like these like two prong fork things yeah two prong
1: a weighted fork really busts through the field allowing if you can uh visualize the um The The
2: waves,
1: yeah, the waves in this chakra, it's the way that the energy, it really is like, you know, breaking through and vibrating out. And then we're going to use this one to manipulate the energy a little bit Mm -hmm. and sweep up the field, which I'm using this chakra um, mantle as a, you know, a representation of our body, our chakra body.
0: Yeah, and there's a chakra mantle, just kind of sweeping it through the chakras from the root to the sacral up all the way through the crown and allowing that vibration to move through. This, yeah, and clearing it through. And then I will be
1: using them and then I have a yeah. special frequency that I love using at the end. I will be cuckooing all of this healing, all of this energy. And the frequency of love, which is 528 hertz, Mm-hmm. And it's the frequency that emanates out of our hearts. Yeah. You know, um, and so it can be measured nine feet out of our body. Wow. So then when we play in this biofield, we're really allowing the energy to be a little bit more liquefied and electrified. Why not? If you can feel it on that nervous system level, you can feel your electrical system light up. Yeah.
0: So so everyone who was listening or is watching live um, or if you're watching the replay or just listening to us on the podcast, um, just start getting comfortable in your space. And Denise and I are going to take you through a beautiful healing um, today and what I'm really feeling as I was coming into this space when what we talked about before was just a, um, number one like alchemy you know we've talked about alchemy alchemizing um, some energy and I'm gonna be bringing in what I feel really called to bring in today which is a violet flame mm-hmm. and really that's just gonna help with the alchemization of any lower vibrational energies because um, sometimes fear can be very present, right? And it can hold our vibration down. So we're just gonna go through and alchemize a lot. Um, Denise is gonna be doing the tooting forks. We're just gonna kind of be going back and forth. We did not practice this. This is super just natural, us and our gifts. Um, and we're just gonna bring it to you. So start getting comfortable in your space, everyone. Mm-mm. And I'm gonna lead us through getting grounded. Mm-mm-mm. Getting comfortable in your seat. You can close your eyes or keep your eyes open, but I really invite you today to remain in your body, to stay present within your body, pulling the energy. We're going to be pulling the energy down into your body, into Mother Earth, staying present, not allowing yourself to drift off too much, really remaining present within. So take a deep breath in the nose. Out the mouth. Deep breath in the nose. Out the mouth. And about 300 feet above your head, I want you to imagine a golden white light orb. And that golden white light orb begins descending down towards the top of your head. It's beautiful golden white light descending, spiraling down towards the top of your head. And it keeps spiraling down and down and down till it gets two or three inches above your head. Feeling that white light pulsing at the top. And now entering in through your crown, feeling that golden white light just cascade down to the top of your head, into your forehead. Feeling that white light moving into your third eye between your brow points. Feeling that golden white light move into your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your gums, your teeth, your ears, your jaw. Enveloping your whole head in a golden white light. Feeling a cascade down your throat, through the sides of your neck, through the back of the neck, into your throat, into your throat chakra, completely illuminating it. Feeling this golden white light moving down into your chest. Moving through your shoulders, shoulder blades, that golden white light moving into your heart chakra, your heart space. Feeling that golden white light cascading down into your shoulder blades through your upper back. Now moving into your lower back, into your solar plexus, which is like in your upper, upper abdomen area. It's golden white light moving into your belly button, moving through your whole stomach. Alchemizing, transmuting any lower vibrations to the highest vibration of love. Seeing that golden white light move into your lower back, into your hips, into your sacral chakra, into your womb space, into your womb. Feeling that golden white light enveloping you from the hips up. And now it's cascading down your inner thighs, the tops of your thighs, the backs of your thighs, into your knees, into your shins and calves, into your ankles, and in through the bottoms of your feet. feeling this golden white light enveloping your whole body. Mm. And now imagining yourself in your grounding space, whether at the beach, mountains, in a grassy field, wherever it may be, Feeling your feet planted into Mother Earth, connecting into her energy. Beginning to see golden white light tree roots coming out of the bottoms of your feet, connecting into Mother Earth, connecting into that soil, sand, clay, rock. Moving down and down and down and down. Seeing your golden white light tree roots come out of the bottoms of your feet. Moving into Mother Earth. Going down and down through the mud, through the muck, through the sand, through the clay, through the rock, through the seabeds. See your golden white light tree roots breaking through the Earth's crust. And now begin to visualize your golden white light tree roots wrapping around the Earth's crystal the middle of Earth, the Earth's crystal, Mother Gaia. Imagine wrapping your golden white light tree roots around the Earth's crystal now. Feeling yourself connected into Mother Earth. Feeling that connection.
2: To bring that energy, that light back up through this electrical circuit, just moving fast, making the connection almost immediate between the center of the earth and the body, feeling a bit electrified, allowing any sensations rise up. Feeling the skin, the pores, feeling that energy emanating out. Feeling that energy emanating out of the solar plexus. And connecting it to to the aura, to the electromagnetic field. expand this energy outwards we can begin imagining this grid acting as a shield to outside energies allowing us to see through it and see through the through the shield with more clarity knowing that we are expanding this energetic field We are protected, allowing us to come out into the world, feeling protected, safe, shielded from lower vibrations. Working here around the solar plexus just to strengthen that connection grounding it, feeling the connection still to the center of the earth. Feeling our power yet grounded. Allowing this energy to come into the hips just so we can take pleasure in this energy that we are, that we are in. Bringing the energy down. Continue to root. Now with this strength and with this power, that's holding us in this three-dimensional plane, playing fifth-dimensional living, feeling good in our bodies as we are aware, we are conscious. We can this frequency
0: pulling that energy up into the root into the sacral pulling it up into the heart pulling it up into your throat Pulling it up into your third eye. Pulling it up into your crown. Pulling this energy all the way up to the top of your head and above your head 20 feet. And beginning to feel and see this violet flame forming at the bottom of your feet, this violet flame forming at the bottoms of your feet and traveling up your legs into the bottom of your spine. This violet flame coming in to help alchemize any lower energies, pulling up this violet flame up into your sacral, into your womb space. Pulling this violet flame, seeing it moving like a fire through you, violet energy everywhere, moving up into your stomach into your upper, upper upper, abdomen, into your solar plexus, alchemizing the energy. Violet flame coming up into your heart, through your back, through the spine, through your throat, through your neck, through your mouth, your gums, your teeth, into your third eye. feeling this violet flame coming up to the top of your head into your crown and shooting up 20 feet above your head this violet flame encompassing your whole body and moving out in one foot off your body, two feet off your body, three feet off the body, four feet off the body, five feet, six feet, seven feet, eight feet, nine feet off the body, through your electromagnetic fields. Feeling that violet flame Moving through, creating a shield around you. First cleansing you and then creating a shield around you. Disconnecting you from any lower vibrations that are connected to you removing them now, alchemizing and transmuting them to the highest vibration of love, releasing them into the cosmos, into the nothingness that they are
2: Opening up the portal here. This this frequency from the heart to the crown. It feels so much lighter now. I feel like there is
1: harmonious frequency between the heart, moving up the throat into the third eye, and the crown.
2: Just checking here. I'm gonna then move downwards from the heart. Working through a lot here in the solar plexus. It's okay. We just need to continue
1: grounding this energy that's so active. Just ground it in a pleasure. please do one more time. I don't know who at this moment is a little bit uh interesting, but
2: ah uh, here we go. There. Yeah, just feel safe in the space, in the solar plexus.
1: Just allow anything to be dissolved. The heat of the solar plexus can allow us to do that if we activate it through this vibrational
2: feeling inwards.
1: <clears throat> there we go. Bringing well, it's a little high, but we wanna like balance it out once you tap into it, yes. Just dissolving through, coming into this inner cosmo that is our body. Just, you know, just imagining
2: this release, this cosmic release in the belly. Yeah. Reaching that down. energy seems soothed and balanced so if there's anything you want to do with them Rebecca then you can bring them back into the body
0: yeah beginning to feel your body staying very present in your body pulling yourself back into the body feeling your feet your toes feeling your energy settling in, feeling that violet flame still very much present, clearing out through your electromagnetic fields, through your subtle bodies.
1: I even feel a lot of the little nerve endings around the legs. They activate it, so there's a lot of... um. Like recalibration on the nerve endings around the root, so that's really nice. That that's what's happening here in a collective.
2: Yes. A lot of people feeling it, in the sacral, but ma- mainly in the root, feeling those nerve endings just calm down, they're soothing. This frequency is acclimating. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just feeling that violet flame just moving through and creating a shield around you. A violet shield, nine feet all the way around you. It goes 20 feet above your head, 20 feet below, 20 feet below your feet. Feeling that violet shield coming all around you. Protecting you, holding you, supporting you, creating a safe space for you to be. You are protected. You are held, feeling this violet shield forming all around you, invoking it for the next 24, 48 hours. Just feeling that go all around you, purifying your energy through your shield also. Beautiful. Pulling in that love and that white light, seeing it wrap around you and your whole body. That shield is here. Now we bring in that white light through the whole body. Wrapping it around you, holding you, cocooning you, cradling you in unconditional love. Creating space for you to be, for you to express your truest self. Beautiful. Shielded. Coming back into your body, feeling into your feet, into your legs. Feeling back into the body, feeling into your hips, maybe moving your hips a little bit. Slowly coming back, moving your fingers and your wrists creating some movement in the body, through the hips, maybe through the stomach, placing your hands on your stomach, maybe just really feeling back into the body, into your chest, into your heart, moving the shoulders around some, moving the wrists, Calming back in, feeling your connection to Mother Earth, feeling that force beneath you and all around you and within you, and also feeling that divine mother holding you at the same time, cradling you, supporting you. You are supported, you are loved, you are protected, you are pure as you are right now in this moment, you are pure. Feeling that pureness within you. And coming back to it, beginning to open up your eyes, letting some light in, moving the body in any way that feels good, maybe rubbing your palms together really remaining present here on earth that is where the real healing happens here in our bodies on earth and they just keep reminding me of how pure we all are
1: we're pure absolutely and infinite the other thing is like there's no rush we're infinite spiritual beings that we came to plane this body yeah I want to leave you guys off with anything is take your time. Do not rush. It pays off really to, to follow that calling and to release the, the control and the fear that, um, you know, we are always supported. Wow. And understanding sometimes there's always a blessing in disguise. You know, I, I live for the silver lining of things because that is the way to bridge the frequencies, you know. That is the way to bridge the,
2: and to heal our, our nervous system on.:
0: Yeah.: Yeah. so take it slow, y'all. Um, Pull into the
1: body. Embrace the pace that we are allotted to really tune into your natural gifts. Yeah lay around to just um be a kid tap in. if you feel like me that you didn't have you know a fair childhood <laughs> tap in like I stopped the other part of me I stopped playing barbies until I was 14 and then if you ask me now I'm kind of playing barbies by myself in my house yeah about getting get you know and then in church I don't know if it takes me back but in church they tell us like you enter the kingdom of heaven with the heart of a child. Yeah. And then if we want to create this kingdom, this heaven here on earth, then we have to tap back into our child's heart mm. and energy and be playful with it all. Be messy. You know, I know I've been messy, and you guys have allowed me to just grow through that mess. And yeah. it's powerful. And I have. You guys, to thank Andy for allowing me to then just, you know, feel safe in this space. And I feel like that's what you're doing creating a safe container for everybody just to be like, whoa, I'm unleashed. And then really. You know just clearly go out into the world because I don't know who's watching this, <laughs> right? Or, yeah,
0: who's watching, who's listening, and that's that's it. We could go out, be playful, be your truest expression because we need you in this world. We need you, healer unleashed. We need your expression unleashed. We need you in your truest, purest form. We need yes. you, and. Do it alone. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say thank you, Denise, thank you, for being right. here today for showing your truest self and sharing your journey, the light, the dark, the rose, the thorn, all of it. I'm honored to walk alongside you in this journey. I mean, deeply, deeply, deeply grateful and honored to know you. Thank you. Um, thank, you thank you. Thank you. And this concludes episode number two of Healer Unleashed with Denise. Um, If you are live, stay live. We're going to answer a few questions, um, but this is the ending of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Healer Unleashed. If an episode has resonated with you or moved you, please feel free to leave a review. Your feedback and words mean so much to us. And I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this work. I honor you. I value. I see you. I love you. Have a beautiful